Welcome to the Equipping Podcast. My name is Nathan, and in this episode, we're going to continue our throwback conversation with Rob Berry, one of the directors of community here at Watermark, to talk about why church membership is so critical to the life and health of a Christian. Which actually brings us kind of to the next point, Rob, um, is that, so, you know, you heard Nate say, it's not an institution, right? It doesn't matter about Watermark, and yet... Every Sunday at Watermark, there's a good chance you're going to hear us say, jump in, be a member, get committed here. And so here we are saying that the the church universal is really important for brothers and sisters. And yet the church local is also very important, even though the institution is not more important than the organism. um, Why? What is church membership and why is it so important? When I think about membership and, you know, I I would say I've come out of I'm a little bit of passion about this because um, just as someone who went through seminary, ended up working for, you know, Starbucks for five years. And really, I feel like that's really my God got my heart around this idea of, okay, even though I'm serving in a local church here, I really was a consumer. I wanted to take the front seat and not the back seat. You know, I felt entitled and, um, you know, just God really convicted me about just a couple of words. Hey, your job is to serve here. And that's what Jesus talks about you know, in the gospel mark of just the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. And so, hey, my job as a believer is to serve and not to be served. If I'm following Jesus. And the second thing is just around the word submit. And um, just said it is normal for believers to be submitted, not only to other believers, see Ephesians 521, but also leadership. So when we talk about membership, you know, um, really two primary words come to my mind in my phrase. And, um, you know, and I would argue that around those two phrases or words, there there really needs to be a high bar. One for you if you're a, just another believer and also maybe some of you are in leadership, there should be a high bar there. So really the first when we talk about membership, I think the scriptures would say it is intentionally connecting, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're in First Corinthians 12, Romans 12, you know, Ephesians 4, just this idea of gifts. First Corinthians 12, 7 said, look, each person has the manifestation of the spirit for the purpose of others. Mm-hmm. It's not for you. It's for someone else. Right. Great. So first Corinthians 12, 12 is really a great passage as you're just trying to think through what is membership. It just says this for we were for uh, just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, the, the many are one body. So it is with Christ. And so it's just aspect. If you were just going to read first Corinthians 12, what you're going to see there is that there's all these different parts of the body. And what Paul is communicating there is, look, you're a part of the body. When you have trusted Christ, you've received the Spirit, which is what 1 Corinthians 12, 7 is talking about, and that Spirit has gifted you along with many other things, you know, what we find in Ephesians. It seals you, it's a deposit, all these other things. But what it is, is it's essentially gifted you in a way that was different from how you were gifted before you trusted Christ and received the Spirit. And the whole purpose you have that gift, as far as others, is to build them up. And so the way I usually think about it is um, it's it's you taking your gift and saying, okay, I'm a believer with a gift, and now I'm going to go connect myself with a local body. It's really important to, to just, as we read the New Testament, to go, okay, every one of these books is written to a local body. The book of Romans is written to the Church of Rome. And so all the one another's in there are written that church should be going, okay, we need to do this with each other. They're not thinking we need to do this with the church of Galatia mm-hmm. and, you know, pick your church, Colossae. They're thinking, okay, we've got one church here. We've got to activate and live these things out. So when you think about just the phrase of, 
of I'm a believer, I have the spirit and I need to go intentionally connect myself. I need to take my gift or kind of the the words that uses our members or organs or whatever words you want to use as a synonym. And I need to go intentionally connect that to a local body of Christ. So that's the first thing. There's an intentional action around what you've been given. Now, I think why wow, this is really important. If you're, let's just say you're listening, you're not even in leadership. You're just a believer out there. Mm-hmm. The bar for membership, I, I think should be really high. And here's why, because you're joining a body and um, that body is only going to be as healthy as the, the gifts around you mm-hmm. and not the gifts around you, but people's devotion and Jesus around you. So let me give you a couple of examples. My dad, my sweet dad's 83. He had a toe amputated not too long ago. And the doctor essentially told him, you know, Bob, my dad, Bob, if you don't amputate this toe, it's, this toe is infected. And it's going to you're going to have to amputate your whole foot. It's going to spread. Mm. And um, and so, look. I think this really matters to you because you want to be at a church where mem- there's there's a certain level of expectation for the member versus, oh, you're a believer. Come on, be a member here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it, it's like, hey, if you're not committed to follow Jesus, you know, you might be the toe next over to this. Right. You've connected your toe and the guy next to your next door neighbors connected their member of that church. But they don't really want to follow Jesus. They want to play the game. And they're infected, and they're going to kill you, and they're going to kill your foot. <laughs> Spread like you go in the whole foot, yeah. Right, and yeah. so, so that's why we would say that um, every church has a different bar for membership. Yeah. And some people are like, hey, can you walk through the Romans Road, or um, you know, whatever your bar is, are you willing to sign this document? And I'm going, hey, if I'm going to be intentionally connected with other believers, and their job is to build me up. I don't want to be next to someone who's infected, an infected toe where it's going to kill me and kill the yeah. body. Now, look, we all have different levels of health here. And so it's not whether or not you're infected. It's do you care and do you want to get well? Yeah, yeah. Right. That's the key. And we'd also just to because I also think and this has happened around Watermark is we sometimes confuse membership with participation. Right. Yeah, and I yeah. think those are two very different things, Rob. And so why don't you just yeah. unpack that? If, like, if you're if you're the toe that's infected, you're still welcome here yeah but we may but we're not going to connect you to the foot at the cost of the foot and so i think sometimes that gets confusing around church membership is people think membership means now i'm allowed to walk through the door and we would say come one come all yeah but the membership process we would say is a little different why don't you yeah i mean i think for what we're asking members to say and really sign is just go hey i want to be fully devoted to christ yeah. you know that's luke 9 23 you know if anyone would come after me he must pick up his cross deny him some fall you know follow me and that's where that that where i would say what matters to every church is look you can be a member here if you're unhealthy right mm-hmm. i mean the, my wife looked at me my first year at watermark and goes you are emotionally detached mm-hmm. You know, and I um, I was still white knuckling pornography. And so I was unhealthy, but I wanted to follow Christ. Yeah. And so Jesus's question, though, it's not his main point in you know, John five is, do you want to get well? The main point is like, look, you can get well, but if you're not interested in following me, you're, there's much worse yeah. than just being yeah. paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think it's just that's that's the aspect of the of somebody who wants to become a member is not just. Hey, I believe in Jesus, but hey, I believe in Jesus and I want to follow Jesus and be fully devoted. Yeah, yeah. And so that's really the standard we have here is, is not are you healthy, but do you want to are you serious about Jesus? You know, another illustration is just think about two kidneys, you know, and you intentionally connecting. And if it's this is a great example. So if you're if you're a kidney here and you're part of the body and you're only committed to follow Jesus 50 percent of the time. Yeah. Or another way to say it is you're only committed to filter 
half of waste. The, yeah, you know, half yeah. Of, yeah. You're gonna kill us. Yeah. yeah, and yourself. And look, you may be at fifty percent, but you want to be at a hundred percent or ninety. So I think the first thing is intentionally connecting. And so, you know, that's why when we talk about okay, who can be a member here? You know, and that's a little bit different. Is is someone who um, wants to, you know, obviously is a believer. So we sit down, we listen to their testimony. Someone who wants to intentionally intertwine with other believers, you know, um, and someone who wants to serve. Those are all catalysts that we see. Every believer in the New Testament is doing those things there. You know, so the first thing I would just say is intentionally connecting. That's what membership is. You're raising your hand to a local body saying, I want to be connected here. Usually that involves signing something or, you know, something like that. And the second thing has to do with just the idea around shepherding. And then this is where I think people are like, hey, we, you know, in our postmodern culture, we just don't love authority. Mm. But authority is God's provision for us. You don't you know? tell us what we like and don't like. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I remember, you know, during my point of just trying to figure out, you know, we've all worked under people that we didn't love doing. Uh here in the secular world, not so much here, but, you know, but I would say um, in Hebrews 13, it just says, obey your leaders and submit to them. So I just want you to stop and go. This is a command from a general epistle to all believers. So when, when, when whoever wrote Hebrews says, obey to your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. Mm-hmm. As to those who will have to give an account, let them you know do this with joy, not with groaning, for this would be no advantage to you. So I think what I would say is, it is at, if you're a believer who is not submitted to a local authority, we would say that's best practice as elders, then you're in open rebellion. And I know that's harsh, but this is not a suggestion. This is a command. And there are, you know, you could go to first Peter five where there it is commanding you to be under authority and submitted to authority. So, you know, I think Matt Chandler is the one who said it. He had all these really fun ways of just kind of capturing membership. And he just said, look, if you believe in Christ and you and you support, meaning I serve somewhere, but you don't belong somewhere, you are a rebel. Yeah. And so, Matt, if you didn't say that, just to add to that, too, like I've heard him. Yeah. in talking about church membership, he sort of, you know, you do have not only in Hebrews, but you have in the. And the Timothy and the Titus passages, this understanding that of, of what is expected of elders and what is expected of deacons and this understanding that the people come under them. And so he's going, hey, there's this church New Testament understanding that we are going to follow elders. And he looks at the crowd. He's like, what elders are you following? Yeah. And he's like, because there are some churches, I promise you, you don't want to be following yeah. their elders. And he goes, part of how this works out is in the local body. So, you know, which elders are shepherding you. And I thought right. about that. I thought, gosh, like. You know, just to add to this question, why is church membership important? Well, frankly, it's the way in which you're able to obey some of these passages is that um, for that local expression to go, hey, I'm under nobody's authority makes you kind of go, well, we're kind of supposed to be, you know, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, in order to be obedient, you're kind of going, hey, yeah. sound cool for a second there. But when you think about it, you go, I think you're outside of the, the will of God here that he included. I mean, he didn't include the author of Hebrews, but he definitely included sure. the, the <laughs> yeah. book of Hebrews. And so I, I think that's so important to understand that in order when people say, hey, I take my relationship with Jesus seriously. I just don't think I need to be a part of a church. I sit here and go, well, hang, hang on. And Jesus is the one saying, hey, if you love me, you yeah. obey me. The full counsel of scripture is the revelation of God. And within that, there are commands that can only be fulfilled if you're a part of yeah. a local body. Yeah. So so I would say this about some of the things you mentioned about the disease coming and infecting the body and and, hey, you need to come and and uh, grow here. And because a lot of times people 
come and they'll be like, okay, yeah, I guess I should do that. But uh, again, it, it infringes on their deeply ingrained priorities sure. in which the church that, yeah. again, they think of as a, as a building that you go and, and I have to serve there to keep the lights on and I have to give in order to that guy can keep his job. And again, just shows the m- just fundamental misunderstanding that a lot of people have. And, and I would say this too about membership, because a lot of times people will hear some costliness to it. And they'll be like, man, you guys are asking too much, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because for most people, it, it literally is. I'll, I'll show up. I'll pay up. You know, you say what I want you to say. Don't get in my business and we'll right, call it right. good. And and I would just say this is that a lot of times we think of it in terms of the cost of membership, but we don't think of it in the terms in the cost of non-membership. Yeah. What does yeah. it cost you not to be connected to the body of Christ? Yeah. And and it costs you spiritual disease, spiritual dysfunction, spiritual stuntedness, you cannot grow apart from the body of Christ. And if you think you're growing apart from the body of Christ, then really what you're growing is just this massive tumor out the side that needs to get cut off anyway, you know? And so it's a... Well, and I would add to that too. I think as a, you know, I lead the women's equipping here. And so there are time and time we get women in the Bible study and then they hit a moment of crisis. It wasn't their own, um, they might, they might be devoted to the Lord, but then suddenly, you know, financial something hits them or a death in the family or, and sort of the, the benefit of being a part of a local church, the, the benefit of having a place to have a funeral, the benefit of having a place to be married, the benefit of having a place that will financially support your community to rally around you. And suddenly they're like, oh, gosh, I am on an island. And so, I mean, I'm begging the women. I'm like, before you get to that moment yeah, of crisis yeah. that maybe you didn't even bring on yourself. And we sometimes have this arrogance of like, yeah. well, I don't have a tumor. And I'm like, you might not. I mean, yeah. I think you might have a small one that you don't realize you have. Sure. <laughs> but you are, in essence, and when that moment hits, I mean, I'm so grateful that if, if today – crisis struck there are seven girls in my life that are committed to me that would be able to rally around and I think that we talk a lot about the cost but we don't we forget there's a there's a huge perk it's not just I mean and when you consider the benefit of church membership the the cost starts to diminish a little bit there and and it's more costly it's more costly not to it's like life insurance it it costs a little bit now but it's gonna cost a lot more yeah I think membership at the core is raising your hand and saying I want to be intentionally connected here and then two, I want to be shepherded here. Mm-hmm. And the benefits are in following. I mean, it's hard to go, hey, if Jesus commanded this, then there's a benefit to it. Mm-hmm. And it's it, he's not trying to rip you off here. And so, you know, I think about authority is God's provision. You know, in Acts, when, when he says, when he goes back to, he meets with the elders of Ephesus. And he's like, look, when I, 2028, he's like, when I leave here, wolves are going to come in here mm-hmm. to try to mm-hmm. destroy. And so it's this aspect of, man, elders are the shepherds mm-hmm. that can identify people that look, think they're sheep, that are wolves and, and vice versa. So there, there's a provision, there, there's a protection. And so, um, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it's raising your hand and saying, I want to be shepherded and cared for. And I want to intentionally connect here, Nate. I think about the army, you know, and it's like, hey, at the end of the day, there's a commander in chief, right? Christ is the head of the body, right? But but downline, there are for every single platoon, for every single chain right? Command, yeah. There's a chain, and there's people that oversee and protect mm-hmm. and know more information yep. than the people below them. That's right. And um, so I think the best illustration was Todd's, which is the cowhard, if you were around us on Sunday. And you've got to start thinking of yourself. If you're not a member of a body, essentially what you are is you are a organ, whatever it is, and you are connected. And if you, we all know if you're around medicine, if you don't have blood flow going to something, if you're not connected, if you're disconnected, you're going to wither and die. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a great illustration of SCO. It's not just 
dismemberment. It's mm-hmm. you've never connected, right. and there's no blood flow going in. Right. You're it's a matter of time. Right. What if you think you're the appendix? Because sometimes I. <laughs> so so look, we have about ten minutes yeah. left. Let's let's talk about what some practicalities here. Like what yeah. what should church membership look like? What? Or specifically, let's get into watermark yeah, as well. Yeah, you yeah, mentioned, yeah. you know, you mentioned, hey, so. In a, in a community group, you're willing to, you know, you are a believer, right? To care and correction. Care and correction. Yeah. But then we also have this, this 4B. So let's talk about all of that, of just sort of yeah. why why Watermark does it the way that we do it. Yeah. So a lot of it, it has to do with like the elders, right? And so they're the ones that are going to have to give an account in a different way than you and I are going to have to give an account. We're going to have to give it away for how we loved each other. They're going to have to give an account for the sheep, which mm-hmm. is very different than, than us in the room today. And so I think, you know, on every church, you got to go, okay. Do I feel that weight of that? Mm-hmm. And then two, what's the best way for us as elders, and I'm not one, but us as elders to be able to give an account? And that's where um, I would say elders do not have a choice whether or not they're going to you know, shepherd the flock. They do have a choice on how they're going to do it. Yeah. And so, you know, we would look at the Jethro principle out of Exodus where Moses is overwhelmed and they're going, OK, you got to break this thing down into groups of 10 is essentially how far it gets broken down. And every group of 10 will have somebody over them. And our elders, they, the choice they make on how they're going to shepherd really is through community groups. We would say community groups are the vehicle through which we shepherd the members here. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, our bar for membership, remember, it has to do with raising your hand saying, I, I want to be shepherded. So the way we actually shepherd you is through a closed group of people. Doesn't People don't come in and out where everybody in that group knows, OK, I'm here to walk deeply with Jesus and to help keep, I'm, I'm your accountability partner. Yeah. And um, so that's one way. And I would say our 4B form really has to do with that second piece of membership, which is, our, it's just every year, the body of Christ raising their hand, taking 10 minutes a year, and I time it every year because people are like, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, I did it. And I had to answer more questions than you probably do. And it took me nine minutes and yeah, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And so the 4B really is our membership goes to zero every year here, which is very abnormal. But I think it's very biblical because in the way you re-say it, the membership goes up to whatever it goes up to is when people, members take their 4B form, which is a spiritual assessment that takes under 10 minutes. <laughs> it ends with, um, hey, here's what here's what you've agreed to. Yeah. And do you want to be shepherded for the 2017 is kind of always the last question. So you check that box and that allows us, that's where you just kind of re-raise your hand and say, Hey, I want to be shepherded here. That's kind of how we do that. And really we just go, okay, if you're fully devoted to Christ and you want to be a member, what are the things people that are following Christ do? Well, they serve here. So we ask you serve somewhere that could be one hour a month, but it's, Hey, are you using your gifts to build up the body, whatever capacity, you know, are you in a, closed group of people so we can shepherd you through those group of people. Are you taking your 4B form, which is just a spiritual assessment where you're re-upping every year and, you know, have you sat down with somebody and given their testimony, you know, and it's crazy um, how many people trust Christ when they're like, Hey, no, I'm a believer and I want to be a member here. When we actually sit down with them, they're still living with a Jesus plus their works Mm -hmm. in order to be saved. And we just got to go, Hey, that's a false gospel. So really that's kind of our bar for membership is are are you willing to do the three or four catalysts that we see believers doing in the new Testament, which are those things. So just as a community director, because I do think you have an up close, uh, how, how have you seen, I mean, Obviously, you see the benefit of that, right? So any any stories, anecdotes, whatever, of just people who have kind of sat on the sidelines for a while, and then when they finally entered into it, 
saw this growth that we that we believe is part of why Jesus said get into it. And so just any stories. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the stories of people that were on the sideline and crisis hits and they've just got nobody yeah. around them are just out there all over the place. Yeah. Um, and, and vice versa, the stories of people that are in community crisis hits are all over the place. So I. I'm trying to think of specific examples, but I just feel like we hear all the time of just going, well, we only have to look at the data from our 4 form yeah. every year. You know, we get 5,000 pieces of data where, where believers will say consistently, I mean, it's not even close, that if you're in community, you would say your marriage is better than it was a year ago. And so we have hard statistics that would tell yeah. us, hey, we are in engaged in God's word more than we were a year ago because of community. Hey, we are sharing our faith more because we're in community. And so, you know, we, you just, you know, the football, just, Hey, film doesn't lie. You know, mm-hmm. we would all say, Nate and I play football and just, Hey, the film is the eye in the sky and it doesn't lie. And we would just say, <laughs> Which I didn't miss that blog. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even when you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even, and so we would just say, we've got 5,000, 8,000 pieces of data every year that where our members or even non-members who are taking that 4B just because they want to take a spiritual assessment without being a member here, there's a very clear distinction of those who are disciplining themselves for the purpose of godliness through the means of community with people who aren't. I love that. That's what you brought. I mean, because I think that's what, as as believers, so many times when Jesus tells us to do something, then we have to trust that it's for our own good. And sometimes we're skeptical, right? I mean, sometimes we're just like, eh. And so what we've always been taught is that, hey, truth is going to stand up on its own, regardless of how you feel about it. If it's true that it's better for us, then we should be able to see that there is transformative power in the context of community within the local body of the church. And here we are saying, yeah, we see that. And vice versa, when you're not in a community in the local body of the church, we do see a little bit of a regression. And, And so I think that's where, as believers, Jesus is telling us to do this. And then we see how it's to our own benefit and just the love and the care that he instituted this church, this family of God. When he left us and sent his spirit down to be with us, this was the means by which we would continue to be made more like him. And you think, what a gift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he left us with family. He didn't leave us with a to-do list, a, a measuring stick, anything else. He left us with family. And the more we enter into that family, the more we become like our precious Savior. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like Leslie and I. My wife's got the gift of mercy. If you know me, I have the that's my lowest rated gift. <laughs> and it's just the more I'm around her, mm-hmm. you know, we've been together, married for 15 years now. Now, I have become more merciful yeah. being around her. You know, I've got two girls in my community group that they are, their gift is evangelism. And it's like, I, I need to grow in that area. And mm-hmm. when I'm around them, it, it grows. It has to, yeah. you know, because their gifts, their evangelism is not for them. It's for non-believers and for me. Yeah. yeah. And so anyway. Yeah. And I would say too, uh, for uh, community has that effect. I mean, there's always that, that uh, people in the community groups who just don't naturally gel together, you know, and it's our natural tendency is to be like, well, I got to move over here and then I don't gel over here. So I got to move over here. And there's a great little quote um, from the book I mentioned earlier, where it just said, a person does not grow up by running from family to family. You know, mm. there's a stick, there's a stick to itness. If I could create a word that that's really important, I think we're, we're, we are fiercely loyal to people and even the, especially the people who are sandpaper yeah, for us true. because it's, re, it's a refining work. You hear you that know? community? You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, sandpaper. Yeah. It's a, and, and that's, and, and Jesus is doing that and we don't, it's not optional. You can't go um, somewhere else. Like this is your family, just like 
your brother that you love, but drives you crazy yeah. or your sister, <laughs> but, that, he's your brother. <laughs> but, but he's your brother and, yeah. and our loyalty is there. Not, not because of, he just happens to be that person. There, there's a way that we're intricately tied to one another that, that we're, we're truly interwoven together into this new f- uh, organism that is the family of God. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Christ has called us. All right, Rob, you got to listen at home. Maybe they're not a member. They're still trying to decide what's your, what's your last piece of advice for them. I would just implore you to go be connected somewhere mm. and, um, and just go, okay, what do I want to settle with? You can go online and just search for watermark covenant. And I think that just be a good place to start. I'm just going, what should my expectations be of a church I'm joining? And you're going to see like there are very different expectations. And and I think it. I would just implore you once again, the expectations should be high. And so mm-hmm. I would just say this is not an option if you're a believer. There's no Lone Ranger Christian. Mm-hmm. There's no Lone Ranger in the Army. Mm-hmm. It just uh, that's called a dead or decaying to de- dying believer. And so I would just implore you, what does Scripture say about being submitted to elders? And leadership. So I would just look at it as going, hey, this might be the next area you need to grow in, in your walk with Christ. So put every other thing you want to do with Jesus on hold until you do this one thing, because, mm-hmm. you know, I would say, look, if you know you're not being obedient in an area, don't read any more of God's word. You know, and we're this is the equipping team until you do that one thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good, man. Well, Rob, thanks for your time, dude. Yeah. I really great appreciate to be here. it. If you do need to take those steps, there's membership classes you can check out. Like Rob said, you can get on our website and type in uh, membership covenant. And if you're listening to us from somewhere else, I would just encourage you, man, find a, a church that's faithful to God, fears him and is faithful to his word and go deeply connect there. Thanks for listening to the Equipping Podcast. If you liked it, subscribe, tell your friends. As always, if you have any questions, please email us at equippingpodcast at watermark.org. Bye. Peace.